and welcome to another episode of Creepypasta, the Creepypasta podcast. This is the show where we discuss creepypasta stories from the internet. They're spooky stories of a viral nature that gets spread around, copied and pasted. You know the deal. You, listen, you got Google. You can Google the word and find out what it means. I don't have to tell you. You probably already know what it is, which is why you typed it into iTunes to find this podcast, or you're one of my five friends who listens to it. Anyway, I'm going to introduce the guests because this is getting conversation. Some, uh, to discuss a story with me this week, I have Judd Matarang. Hi. And Katie Versaggi. Hello. And Katie, you have brought uh, a creepypasta called Pokemon Black for uh, us yeah. to read. It's a uh, Pokemon Creepy Black, not to be confused with um, the actual black version that came out. Uh, you give us a give us a quick rundown of this uh, this Pokemon story. Okay, so um, Pokemon Creepy Black. Uh, it's said to be a um, a ROM hack of Pokemon Red. Um, you you start out the new game, and it's basically the same as Red or Blue, but um, in addition to the three starters that you can choose, you can also choose another Pokemon, which is Ghost. Um, it's at level one. It's basically the same as the ghosts you run into in Lavender Town before you get the Silphscope, and uh, it only knows one attack, which is Curse. Um, the attack was said to not ex- well, it just plain didn't exist in Generation 1, so it was a little weird. Was that um, actually true? I thought it was just like the stat boosting one in Gen 1. Huh? I didn't actually look that up. Uh, yeah, I should have. I should yeah, let me this. let me let me look it up. You keep keep uh keep yeah, going. I, I fail as a Gen Oneer. <laughs> oh no, it was introduced. In Gen- <laughs> it was it, it was introduced in Generation Two. That is oh, okay. <laughs> a surprising truth about this story. Yeah. Okay. So um, when you would enter into battle with other trainers and Pokemon, they would be too scared to attack. And if you use Curse in battle, um, the screen would cut to black. You'd hear the cry of the Pokemon you just basically killed. Uh, it would it would play a little distorted and at a lower pitch, and uh, the Pokemon would be gone, implying that it was basically killed. Um, if you were in a battle against a trainer, um, instead of, like, the Pokeball being crossed out, you would just have one fewer Pokeball. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this. Uh, we, we have the, la- the last pair of episodes. One was a haunted Pokemon game, and the other was a haunted Zelda game. So this is that. it's ki- kind of a, a trend of this uh, this genre is haunted video games. Um, yeah, um, if I, like, I'll, I'll get back to what the creepypasta actually is, but at the end um, he talks about how, uh, you know, he's not sure what it's supposed to mean or if he's just, like, trying to inject morbidity into a children's game, but that's that seems to be a real trend with creepypastas about video games, is that uh, if it's a kid's game, uh, there's, they just make it super creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, the, the first episode we covered Candle Cove, and one of the that's that's like the quintessential um, creepypasta because it's all about nostalgia gone wrong. It's like this thing mm-hmm. you remember, but not it's not quite right. Judd, do you have any thoughts? Were you familiar with this story before? No, I've actually never heard of this one before before I read it. But it's one of those um, what do they call it in on TV tropes? There's like fridge, the, you know, there's like fridge moments. Um, there's ones where uh, you know, like you're, you're playing a game and you don't realize how morbid some of the things are, like like what you guys were discussing in that other episode about Lavender Town. And then you, uh, as an adult, you start looking back and you're like, oh, that was um, that was in a kid's game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they uh, they kind of tie in Lavender Town in this story because like yeah. after you beat the game. 
game, there's the very improbable many years later cut to Lavender Town and your character's yeah. an old man. It's like, that's where the, the narrative of this story starts to fall apart because, like, I could see someone making a ROM hack where you could play as the ghost and uh, eliminate people's Pokemon, but there's there's a little bit of programming prowess that goes uh, <laughs> uh, beyond yeah. the pale. Yeah. Um, I mean, it also discusses something... It also discusses something, sorry to cut you off, something that is um, never really touched on in Pokemon games, uh, at least not in the, you know, in the main, uh, the the main plot or anything about about Pokemon actually dying. They never really (laughs) discuss that at length, you know, everyone just gets KO'd, so you, you think about all the times you've ever walked in the tall grass and you KO'd all these Pokemon, and so you would expect to find, you know, as you're walking through the tall grass, you just see all these unconscious Pokemon just laying on the floor everywhere, because none of them actually die, you know, they don't talk about Pokemon as a food source, yet there's there's all kinds of meat and stuff. Yeah, in the you world. don't think that Ratata is gonna come up and eat the dead Pidgey, the like barely <laughs> alive Pidgey you just KO. Yeah, and, like <laughs> what happens when you KO like a flying Pokemon in the water and it just crashes <laughs> into the sea? And, <laughs> and like there's the the there's uh, I think someone at one point mentions Tauros burgers um, <laughs> and a couple um, Pokedex entries mentioned Pokemon being eaten. And then of course there's Lavender Town. Well, every every region has has just like a, a graveyard in it. Lavender yeah. Town mm. being being the first one where like you know that Pokemon do die, but you never find out how. Yeah. Yeah, and you you never experience it personally. Yeah, and there's never any implication that they die in battle even though you're doing things like opening a time warp and throwing them uh into another mm-hmm. reality until they're uh not out air quotes. I mean, I always used to think about when when Charizard would do seismic toss against an enemy. You know, Ash's Charizard would pick you up and do like a, <laughs> a, a million circles around the moon, and then just drop you down on the earth. And it's just like, well, he's got X's, he's got swirlies for eyes now, so he's uh, he's he just needs to go to a Pokemon Center, and he'll be just fine. Yeah, it's kind of in that like pro wrestling reality where you can stone cold stunner someone and not break their neck. <laughs> I guess that's something to think about. Uh, Pokemon being less like a uh, less like a a children's adventure game, and more like ah, uh, it's this this show sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's a little outside of the scope of uh, <laughs> Pokemon Haunted Black. I I um we'll get into our our favorite spooky moments from the story uh at the end but I really like the um the using the ghost cuz when you encounter that thing in Lavender Town it's super creepy it says like get out get out Oh my god it does I forgot <laughs> about that uh, and, like, as you get further up in Lavender Tower, the witches say things like, blood, I need your blood, and stuff like yeah. that. Oh my mm. gosh. It's really, like, this part of the game is legitimately spooky, even without adding I mean, unless, to it. unless she needed, like, a transfusion, like, oh, she yeah. get out of the tower, and she's like, no, I need, uh, you look like an O-positive, and I'm in a lot of pain, please, <laughs> please come help me. Please, I need a marrow transplant, like, immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's interesting to repurpose that kind of spookiness someplace else. Um yeah. and this also ties a little bit into there's a fan theory that you um that your rival suffers a pokemon death when you uh after you defeat him on the the SSN the next time you see him is in Lavender Town and he no longer has eradicate and he talks about like 
you don't know what it's like to lose someone. And oh. it's uh Ooh. it's it's obviously like reading too deep into it as an adult, but also like mm-hmm. it's just vague enough that it, it kind of uh you can read it that way and not be totally nuts. Right. <laughs> you know. It could be in the box or it could be in a tombstone like under a tombstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> under a tombstone. What a way to put it. Yeah, I um what do you think about the the idea of it like just being a ROM hack that they didn't go anything supernatural with it. Yeah. Katie, I know you uh, you brought the story. I thought yeah. I had remembered it being like a haunted one, but it's just a uh, it's just uh, a it's just a ROM hack in the story. Yeah, I I picked it because it was like it was maybe the first one I ever read, and it led to like a few afternoons where I would just keep up on looking up Pokemon creepy pasta because like they are super creepy, and there definitely are ones that like imply that they're haunted. There's like, I think there was one, it, I don't know if it was or was like related to the Lavender Town Syndrome one, but like something about one of the developers killing himself and then haunting a Pokemon game. Like, <laughs> something really morbid. crazy. Yeah. It is very morbid. Um, I, I think that Pokemon is very ripe for um, uh, kind of looking at it in a in a really dark perspective because it's it's very much a children's game because <laughs> you're, you're always looking at the world through the eyes of a, a kid, through the eyes of like a you know a young Pokemon trainer is up and coming. He's going to be a master. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And and so all of the interactions you have with other people in the world are are as a kid. And it, it's almost like the I've always felt like the world of Pokemon was very sterile because it always it shielded you from from that kind of stuff like death or any you know any any kind of uh, darkness in the world. It, you know, it's, it focuses all on the you know the happiness and the uh, breeding and and Pokemon shows and getting badges and and doing all that stuff. You know trading with people but it never really touches on that stuff so when you so when you inject that into it it's really easy to think about how creepy it is because <laughs> it's something that we, we never talk about we don't know about that stuff in the Pokemon world so yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting because it's uh, a little like out of out of our control like you have that loss of control as a kid mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. even makes like like there's organized crime in Pokemon <laughs> and they make it look so happy-go-lucky like hey you we're gonna steal this and then we're gonna beat you up if you don't like it and then you beat them and they're like oh no blast you again <laughs> Yeah, they have that 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 on that sense of honor where you you beat them in battle and they're they're very clearly an adult and you're breaking into their facility and they could just you know tie you up and and kidnap you but instead of like oh geez this kid beat me I should have known I I brought only fire types what was I thinking and then they just let you go oh well here's my ID just pass right on through like and they just stand there after they're done they're like oh man yeah like Team Rocket is clearly like the the Yakuza or the Italian mob um, and like they have whips and uh, they <laughs> they cut off slowpoke tails like they're poachers and yeah. they and, do and so yeah in uh, in gold and silver they're 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 poaching slowpoke tails they're cutting off their tails and then throwing the slowpokes like down a well <laughs> <laughs> what do they? What do they do with the tails? <laughs> it's a it's a delicacy. It's like a shark fin type thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like, it's. Would it's... you like a delicious slowpoke tail? And I I just imagine they've just got this bloody oozing slowpoke tail. And I'm like, yes. Can you make it oh into a God. soup? That would be lovely. It's it's oh, like God. they're really morbid, and you're just a kid. And but for some reason, they don't like beat you up or anything. They're just yeah. like, well, mm-hmm. I lost a Pokemon battle, so that's fine. I have this whip here, and like, don't don't some of them have like 
Maybe not a whip, but some kind of weapon type thing. A stick. Something. I know they I know they all have the the well in the first generation at least they the they all have whips. The implication being that they're whipping the ratatas to make them battle. Right, right. Uh, but they never think oh, to just was... like whip this like kid across the face. <laughs> yeah. Like get out of here. We are doing crime. <laughs> We're adults. <laughs> Judd, you were there was saying. that episode. Yeah, there was that episode of Pokemon. Remember where Ash goes to the? It was a filler episode. There's like that unofficial gym where that guy whips right. his Pokemon. He's like, "You guys better get into shape, or you're never gonna win your next battle." And then he like <laughs> hits him with a whip, and he's got that sand shrew that like does everything on command, and you know he like backflips through like a hoop or something like that. Makes him otherwise swim. He, otherwise they get whipped. Yeah, and then Ash is like, "You can't do that to your Pokemon." He's like, "No, they love me. They love this." I, I mean, I think it's Stockholm syndrome, but you know, that's like really driving the point of the games home because the point of the games is that your rival's a jerk and he's like oh these pokemon are too weak i'm gonna train them harder and then like you get to the end by by uh being full of love and kindness Mm -hmm. (laughs) when really we all did the same thing like we all treated the pokemon badly we're like if you this pokemon's too weak i'm throwing it in the trash can for articuno Yeah, no, I mean, everyone, you, you, you reach the point when you're at that age where Pokemon is not so much a, a game that you, that you play for fun as it is the game that you play so that you can, so that you can make it to the end, like, so you can win. And then, yeah. so you, you, you realize that in order to traverse the world, sometimes the best thing is not to have all those moves like Surf on every Pokemon. Sometimes it's better to just have that one HM slave, the one that knows all those moves. And that's the one that you, you know, your most maligned Pokemon, your sixth slot Pokemon is the one that's like a level 32. Bidoof. Like rat yeah, that Bidoof, it was Bidoof. Yeah, for me in the first game it was Ratata and then it was yeah. Bidoof. Um and you just teach them how to do all those moves and you don't you don't care about that Pokemon. That Pokemon is for utility only. You you are not I mean there's only ever like one or two times where like all your other Pokemon are knocked out and you're like, "Well, I, I I guess show them what you got. Go surf over there. Show them, show them how well you yeah. surf. <laughs> I, I have so much faith in that Bidoof, I would just reset the game. <laughs> Be like, well, I lost. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's kind of the uh, part of the point of this story is to be like, you don't really think about the consequences. Oh, I mean, it's just a video game, but like, it is, yeah. it's still like, you don't, we don't really think about the the in-world consequences of what it would mean to be a Pokemon trainer. Yeah. Well, the in- the interesting thing about video games is we a lot of the times will operate in ways that we would never do in in real life. Like if in real Absolutely. life if there was Pokémon and you only had 6, I don't know if you would have an HM slave. Would you feel okay having a Pokémon that you only use for, you know, every, we would we would all want to be that Ash trainer. Yeah. We'd all want to be the one that's like, "Oh, I love you guys. Yeah, you know, we're all best friends. You guys eat outside and you have like a, you know, you make <laughs> you make jelly donuts for all your Pokémon like like Brock used to. You remember? He all those yeah. the, the rice yeah. balls he was like donuts. hey guys i made jelly donuts yeah <laughs> um we all want to be we all want to be uh that guy but but in games when we're playing games and we know that all the all the actions that we do are contained within that little world we'll do things that we wouldn't normally do you know we would we 
if so, if someone gets in your way, you you knock out their Pokemon. You never think maybe that guy didn't get to the Pokemon Center fast enough, and the thing's just bleeding out. You know, um, <laughs> you never feel bad for that Fisher with five Magikarps. No, yeah, and so he, he and wasted so, your time. Oh yeah, and so this this game is making you is really essentially forcing you to think about your the decisions that you make. You don't have to use Curse. You know, like if, if you can true. get five other Pokemon, you can you can use whatever you want, but you're using Curse. And oh you're, wait, you know what? Killing the, someone's Pokemon. <laughs> this is just Undertale. Basically, yeah. I, w- Undertale I was making is that connection much earlier. The same thing. I was like, this is this is an Undertale genocide run. That's what oh, that is. is that that's the game where like you you don't have to yeah kill you can, anybody. You can be right? nice you can to hug the, them. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's where <laughs> you can it's hug the them game where submission. experience is bad. It's a very tedious RPG because uh, it is it takes like way more time and mouse clicks to to do the nice way, but if you fight them, you, like, turn evil. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so what's, uh, Katie, what's your spookiest part of this story? The spookiest part? Um... Like, one well, guess... one line that you think, perhaps, chills you to the bone. I have to think about that, but I can tell you that, uh, I did not find the end spooky. Like, when it's, like, many years later, I'm like, okay, yeah. you lost me there, because Yeah, that's... that pulled me out of it. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's like, yeah, okay, you're an old man. That would be way more poignant if this were haunted. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, because they didn't introduce a supernatural aspect to it, I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, no, you couldn't do that. Yeah. If they had just been like, oh, I came from a dead kid, I would have been like, oh, yeah, of course. Well, it's haunted, obviously. Yeah. Also, uh, at the end, uh, you are you can't run. When the ghost wants to fight, you have the only option is to fight. And the only thing you can do is struggle until your HP is so low that ghost uses curse and you die. <laughs> so it's like, that doesn't teach me anything. It's yeah. like, yeah, you, you get the part where I'll... You know, after you've beaten the game, you've beaten the Elite Four and everything, um, you, instead of seeing, like, your Pokemon that you used to, you know, get this far, getting congratulated and stuff, it's like you see everyone you've ever killed, including trainers, which, like... That was the, the creepy part that I was gonna, I was gonna talk about. Although, yeah. I, I yeah. would argue that, I would argue that the part where you're struggling, um, is, is actually kind of, it's kind of important. I, I think of it, yeah. um, you know, in a lot of video games, like, say, Metal Gear Solid 4, where you, where you have to crawl in the microwave at the end, and you, right. you know, a lot of games are doing these sequences now where you just have to watch your main character suffer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your HP bar is going down, and you just, you, you, you can't do anything. You don't have any choices. Your only choice is to continue on, and your only choice is to watch yourself, um, you know, in Snake's case, it was get, you know, get microwave oven to death. Yeah, oh my um, god. Spoilers. And, <laughs> oh, come on, that game came out like seven years ago, or eight I, years I ago. I still haven't played Earthbound. Nobody spoil that for me. There's no way to spoil <laughs> Earthbound is about the journey. There's no way to spoil it. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, and, and that feeling of helplessness, I think, is what they try to convey all the time when they put those scenes in video games, where you, you just can't do anything. You don't have any other options. That's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a so, would you, it's a would you kindly moment. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, get it? Get it? Yeah. You can't, yeah. you, there's no choice. Get it? Get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's kind of, well, I mean, this this story is uh, has to be older than Bioshock since Pokemon, oh no, that was Diamond and Pearl came out in 2007. So I guess it could it could be someone played Bioshock and got a real uh, wild hair up their ass about like, <laughs> what if that was Pokemon? Right. Judd, what but, was what uh, was your spooky moment? Well, it was it was that moment where, um, where the, you as the as I guess as the old man is is fighting all of the you, you you see all the trainers that 
you curse. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like I said before, you don't have to use it in the game, you know? And I wonder what would happen if you never did use it. Um, if well, you, that was, well, uh, that's a, another stupid line he puts in at the end. He's like, several times I didn't use ghosts at all, but you can't take him out of the party. And it says it didn't show any Pokemon or trainers, but you still fight the ghost and it kills you. Like, yeah. The, there's no lesson there. Also, no. you didn't have yeah. to choose, you don't have to choose ghost to be in your party at all. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's so I mean if 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 the ending is the same either way it's kind of it's kind of futile like what's the what's the ghost coming for you for at the end of the game? Like why does he kill you now that you're an old man unless he's like, you there's know, just, the grim There's reaper. nothing left. There's yeah. nothing left. He's killed everything. Yeah, someone I mean, has a a good idea but uh not not great at putting together a story. Yeah. <laughs> if I I guess I could inject a little creepiness into it. Um, the the fact that at the end, after you're an old man and Ghost wants to fight you, it's like it's like you know there's no escape, so it's not even an option. And mm-hmm. like since you know the only options you've had throughout the game are to run away from Pokemon so you don't have to hurt them, or you fight them and kill them. So I guess that's really all you can do is struggle against it because Ghost was the source of all your power, and now it's gone. And now it's turned against you. Deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For me, the the spookiest part of this, and it's cheating a little, honestly, is the little picture that goes with it. Just the <laughs> black Game Boy cartridge with an all black label that just says Pokemon on it with no, yep. like, no picture. Yep, that creeped me out. I think somebody made that, and then someone else saw it and was like, "I'm going to make the whole story about it." <laughs> That's uh, I don't that's know, I more... think even, even creepier than that is just, you remember the picture of what the ghost looks like? Yeah. Like, where yeah. it's just, you know, it's just got that's white creepy. eyes, it's completely black, it's got, like, a little aura on it. They could have put it right there on the front, you know, red has Charizard, and then blue has Blastoise, they could have put a little sprite of <laughs> the ghost right on there, right underneath the Pokemon logo. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the Know Your Meme page, and that's what they did. They, they took the case for the real Pokemon black version, and they just put a sprite of the ghost on it. Or rather, it's a very poorly drawn ghost. <laughs> like someone's first time using Illustrator. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's I, always the... the I can the, still the see Ken the Sugimori little... Art. I can still see the little uh, DeviantArt logo in the bottom right corner, what? so... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that is absolutely stupid looking. I hate it. Yeah, it's got the thumb in the front. Like, what the hell? I hate all of the art. I hate all of the art on the Know Your Main page. It makes me bad. <laughs> anyway, so I guess that's the, uh, that's, that's this episode. Um, uh, do you guys, if you guys want to plug anything, um, Katie, do you have any, any way that you want the audience to find you or your, uh, creations? Um, I don't really have a place to put my creations if I ever make them, but, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Katie underscore V, C-A-T-I-E underscore V. Judd, how about you? Where can the people find you? I have no plugs. As soon as I'm working on something that you can plug, we can do that. You can reach me at Twitter, uh, at J3FK, uh, and you can follow my creative works on weaponizedlanguage.com or weaponizedlanguage.tumblr.com and there will be another episode with the same guests next week so spooky sign off goodbye
Judd. Judd, where'd you go? Is Judd gone? Oh, I can't. He- I can't hear you guys if you're saying oh. anything. Oh. Ah, uh, weird. It's got him. Judd got got.